Hey everybody, welcome back to The Driver's Green. This is uh, episode two of The Driver's Green, which is our EV chitter-chatter for The Driver's Podcast. Um, and episode nine, all in all, which is pretty exciting. I am Sean, on the other side of the line, we have Tom. How are you, Tom? I'm very good. I'm very good. Excellent. Very good. Twice is wonderful. And let's just dive into a little bit of EV news and good times. So here we go. So, hey, buddy, I, I know you're a big Elon fan. Very big Elon fan. <laughs> big, big Elon news. Big Elon news but, as of today. Yeah. Hey, he 7,000 units in seven weeks. The boy deserves a prize. So says Elon. So he says. Now, did, did it happen or not? Don't know, but he says it. The hype beast never lies. He just sometimes skews the truth. Yeah, he just embellishes it. But there were pictures yeah. of um, Tesla employees like signing cutting a cake or something. Well, that was because it was his birthday. L- literally, I saw a tweet from him. It was like, uh, it's my birthday, but like happy to be in the on the workshop floor. I'm like, you are not on the workshop floor. <laughs> and if you are, you're in like some kind of leather recliner that's autonomous. Everybody that takes your... Everybody on a couch. An autonomous couch? Yeah, please. an autonomous couch. That's exactly what he made. Seven thousand of them. He promised. <laughs> promised about eighty. No. Hey, well, look. If he, if he, if it is true, and they have pumped out seven thousand units in seven weeks, that that's huge. That, that's that's almost like a real car company. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Give us some context. What, like, how many Vita Polos are they pumping out every week? A, a, a week. I I believe I I haven't looked it up. Um, but I believe they're in excess of 30,000. Damn. Okay. Yeah, that's good context. That's good context. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a very different kind of product. Like, you know, like Tesla is still a very niche product, right? And they've got yeah. niche owners and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure the, the, the plan and the projected plan is to, to become the EV of the people, which, you know, on paper and, and aspirationally they, they certainly are, but you know, I, I think I mentioned it last time. I, I'm, I don't think Tesla's going to be the golden bullet everyone wants it to be. I think it'll be like a Mercedes Benz of the EV world, where it's still a really premium vehicle at a really, really premium price point. And there'll be stacks and stacks of cars underneath it that are the EVs for the people. More like a Hyundai EV, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, the, the Tesla Model 3 was meant to be that car of the people, kind of very a la V-dub. Um, and really what, what came out was an expensive sedan. And now we've recently seen the performance and dual motor variants come out, which is even more expensive. Um, but from, from the tweets, from the tweets, what we see is <laughs> that, um, t- that, that mask promises that that cheaper version will come out. Um, but, but if you look at their march towards profitability, I don't know why they would do that now. No. They're like, we want to be profitable. You don't do that by launching a cheaper car. You you do that by launching dual motor, more expensive, white leather interior, more expensive, you know, performance version, more expensive. That's how you get to profitability. Yeah. Unless it was a volume play, right? Like the, the, the players to, but see the, 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 there's two hiccups with the volume play. Like if they were to run down the volume pay play path, they would need to substantially increase the numbers that they're producing. They need to substantially decrease the features in terms of, like, you know, leather and all that that the vehicles tend to come with. Yeah. Um, but then they also need to have the distribution center set up as well, right? Like, look at look at Australia. Like, mm-hmm. a prime example, you can get your your Tesla in most major cities, not all currently, um, out of one retail showroom floor. Even if they were full-time selling with their staff of eight people that they have on site, they're only ever going to do 
call it 80 cars a month. Yeah, that's right? the theoretical maximums that they're going to hit. But they're, they're not doing those numbers. And, and even at 100 cars a month, that, that's not a lot of units a year. Mm. Like in, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at Mazda, Mazda's got one dealership in New South Wales that does over 1,000 brand new units a month. And that's just one site. So it is possible. Well, that, that's in a month. Yeah, more yeah. than definitely possible to, to sell, but they just, like Tesla just don't have the network. There's no distribution. There's no, they're, they're trying to hold all that as, as a precious gift of life that they're not dealers, which they are, but they're not dealers. But, but like, you know, it, it's, it's almost going to become the bottleneck eventually. And eventually they're going to turn around and be like, you know what? We have shitloads of dealers now. Yeah, and, and whether they're all controlled by them or whether they're controlled by a third party, you know, the, we'll wait and see. But, Hey man, like I said, kudos to, to Tesla if they have managed to, to pump out that, that, that many units in that short period of time, especially out of a tw- tent like uh, you know Guantanamo Bay or something like that. Well, we'll see with the VIN registrations. They can actually substantiate the amount of cars produced and actually registered. Big news with a uh, uh, Remac and Porsche. Did you hear about that? Yes, the, uh, the equity stake buyout, which is an IP play, I imagine. Yeah, but that's the thing. I, I, I feel it's going to, people like, oh, it, it's going to help Porsche propel itself to like, you know, the latest super mega fast car. And, and yeah, I, I'm sure Porsche will have something that comes out that that's going to be EV and hyper mega in, in comparison to like the Roadster. But I, I think the bigger play is, is when all this stuff starts to filter down into the Volkswagen, right? Because yeah. that, that's what Porsche is. Like what Porsche is, it's essentially just Volkswagen with a prettier face. So like, you know, when you start to see all those cars all that technology more so hit like you know your polar like you mentioned before that that'll be mm. some big time shiznit right there maybe i'll get my faster taycan i mean taycan taycan <laughs> i don't even know anymore maybe no, they can make that faster no one knows anymore everyone needs like multiple lively young horses or horse eye. faster livelier young horse <laughs> yeah that'll be a good play they make some crazy things and they've uh crashed once before and yeah, killed yeah. almost killed an icon, almost. Almost, hey. You could call him an icon. He's trying. I think if they had killed him, it would have taken them to like legendary unicorn status, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, Porsche would have invested faster. Yeah, the Widowmaker. Everyone would have invested faster. I'm sure. I'm sure they would all would have checkbooks waiting. But that, that, that's pretty wild. Like you know, like Remac is literally out of like you know some small European. Uh, town and and they literally run by 28 year old like just the the technology and the 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 way they've kind of ridden the ev rise and rise has been absolutely phenomenal i I can't i can't believe that that this tiny little company is is the pinnacle of ev technology in terms of performance and 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 what it can produce and it's out of this tiny little borrow in, in in europe yeah I think it marks the beginning of some um, industry IP consolidation, bigger companies starting to acquire pieces or entire smaller, more innovative companies to bring themselves up to the benchmark. You know, they're starting to see some threats. You know, I think Tesla is certainly a threat, although a small fry. Um, but instead of innovating internally, they're like, oh, we could just buy a huge chunk of Remac and license all their tech for nothing. That's easier for them than from innovating internally because they're either un- incapable of innovating internally enough or fast enough, or they just don't want to. It's easier for them to just use their cash reserves. Yeah, true. So it's good to start that, start seeing that in the space. I, I'm, I'm sure Volkswagen didn't spend enough on the uh, on Dieselgate uh, bills. 
have anything left in the <laughs> yeah. bank, do you think? Maybe, maybe, maybe. What was it, like 28 bill they had to pay or something ridiculous? So maybe, maybe, Astronomical. maybe they had a little bit more under the pillow stashed away or something somewhere. Just on the side, but it's it's funny watching the whole, like you said, that 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 EV consolidation and 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 the rise and rise of of all these smaller unknown companies. Like five years ago, if someone was going to build a a new car, no one cared because it was a it was a combustion engine, and and what were they going to do? It was going to be either a performance car or something ultra super luxury. Like there was the the Conus eggs and the Paganis of the world who all did amazing things and they, they built some amazing cars, but I, it, it's just not the, the same as what we have here. Like these guys are literally gunning for um, being the next uh, GM or the next Ford motor company or the next Volkswagen auto group. Like, you know, they're, they're aiming pretty high. And, and I, I guess one of the, one of the, uh, the companies that jumped to mind is, is, is uh, Faraday future, right? They, they just picked up two bill. Yeah. Um, like that, that's a, that's a huge amount of money, um, huge, huge amount of money. So it'll be interesting to see where they take that investment. Like, you know, I, I, I'd imagine that they're gunning for Tesla as a, as a, as a first point. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. I think that around that big really marks a kind of paradigm shift in the space. You know, you're right. People making ice, like internal combustion engines. It's like, woohoo, another internal combustion engine car. You're either lux, super lux, or super full performance. But some just for someone to come out with another, just another one, it, it wasn't that impressive. But now with the paradigm shift and just the accessibility of EV, like, you know, the the drivetrain and the batteries is they're not all that complex. There's certainly a lot of innovation to be had, but just looking at all the components, it's not mega complex. And it's a, such a huge vote of confidence from the investors that they've rounded up to give them that much money. They must think that there's just a mammoth market there ready to be taken. Well, $2 billion is a hell like, it's funny, like, you know, so, so Faraday Future got the $2 billion, but literally like a week before that, uh, Biden. Um, came yeah. out and said they got 500 million and everyone was like, whoa, 500 million. And then also the door, just the amount of money these, these, these companies are getting to, to go forth and prosper is they, they feel unfailable, right? Like how can someone fail starting off with $2 billion in the bank? But, but obviously you're trying to tell me it's, it's too big to sink. The ship is too big to sink. I, I am not suggesting they're remaking the Titanic, except the, uh, the, <laughs> Sounds like the it. EV version, but but seriously, two billion EV Titanic, two billion dollars. I don't know, man. That, EV Titanic. Yeah, well, that that that's the next point of call, I reckon. That someone's got to yeah. rebuild the Titanic as EV. But like, it's it's just such an amount of money, and and like you said, the technology isn't that. Like you know, wheels will still be round, steering wheels will or won't exist, and, and the rest of the tech is kind of already there and, and 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 available. And like you said, there's so many smaller companies that you can utilize to to make it happen, surely $2 billion will, will get them through the tough years. But I, I don't know. But, but what do you think the, 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 the EV market should, should make? What, 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 what do you think everyone's crying and dying for um, to, to get this massive adoption that, that everyone's obviously waiting to, waiting to hit? SUVs, man. I mean, you look, you look at the stats in Australia and we're all buying SUVs. I, I don't know how many wagons you've seen rolling around, but Not I haven't many. seen many yeah. in suburbia. Um, my, my old man's like, yeah, you know, you get a wagon. That's that's a good family car. And you just don't see them, you know, especially because they're not built domestically anymore, at least here in Australia. They've all gone offshore. That, that, that appeal's gone. So now you may as well just get whatever. But 
SUVs and, and especially the crossovers, like the, you know, there's the Qashqai, the Duke, the CX-3, uh, sort of smaller SUVs, which realistically they're probably built on a sedan platform anyway. Yeah. Um, and they just have a cool looking body on them and it appeals to such a huge chunk. That's what I think needs to be out there because you look at the electric SUV offerings and you've got um, your Model X, which is insanely expensive. Yep. You've got your um, your iX3 to be released by BMW, um, which you know, is a larger, more expensive luxury car. And, you know, point something out. You've got a Byton, the Byton SUVs in, in China, not, not yet exporting, yes. not yet in full production. Again, probably reasonably expensive, bigger car, but I'm just not seeing smaller electric SUVs. You know, you've got really small Leaf and you've got really big X. You know, give me something in between. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think SUV will certainly be a, a big uh, piece of the puzzle. I, I, I just feel it's, it's got to be cars that are under about 50 grand, right? Like, I, oh, I, I yeah. think if you can get people utilizing these vehicles as even even early adoption, like their second car, like if you look at automotive history and how they've penetrated and that, how different manufacturers have penetrated different markets, you look at the Japanese when the Japanese first came into the, the, the foray, right? They built these uh, these vehicles that were smaller, lighter, cheaper. Um, and people were like, you know what? Instead of having two Fords at home, like two big Fords, let's have the big Ford as a family car and let's have a little runabout being this little Japanese buzz box. And then they evolved yeah. from there. And then come the 90s, the Koreans came in and did exactly the same thing. Like everyone had the, you know, Commodores and Falcons. And then all of a sudden there was this Hyundai XL that was cheap, you know, good on fuel, fun enough to drive, cheap enough to fix. Um, and, and people yeah. people gravitate towards that. And then from there, they built up their brands. I think I think that's kind of the next direction. People need to be like, you know, well, I've got my combustion engine vehicle, or my hybrid vehicle, and that's a vehicle I love and, and we know we can take everywhere. But we need a we need a small city runabout or we need a whatever to take Mary to the Christmas party. Well, that should be the vehicle that takes Mary to a Christmas party. Like, you know, that, that little um, under 50 grand, ultimately under 30 grand uh, EVs is, is, is what I think the market is yearning for at this point in time. And I think if they get that, then, hey, I, I, think, I think there'll be a hell of a lot more EVs on the road with or without government incentives is, is irrelevant if they hit that price point for that type of vehicle. Yeah, it's all about that risk profile. You're someone's second car, they're willing to forego some of the things that they'd prefer in their primary car. And, you know, it's it's a it's a play that's being used. It's it's a successful play and I think it's it's certainly the way to penetrate the Australian market. I love the the comparison to the Hyundai XL makes a hell of a lot of sense. You know, there are just so many of them round. Do they even make Hyundai XLs anymore? No, no, they stopped making them ages no, ago because they didn't have gone. to, right? But they're still round. This is so many rounds. Yeah, like cockroaches. You can't kill them. Not even with fire. Yeah. <laughs> every P-Flater has one. Yeah, 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 or had one. Now, now every P-Flater has a Lamborghini, but because of <laughs> hashtag Melbourne. Um, but yeah, no, no, like, I, I think I think you're bang right. Like, you know, I think if they start to get those, those pieces of the puzzle in it and start to infiltrate, as opposed to going the other way, which is jam-packing it full of everything and self-driving and self-parking and and massage seats and self-sunning and a tan bed. Like, you know, people don't people don't need all that stuff. I certainly don't need a tan bed, right? What, no, so what we want is an electric Hyundai XL. Yeah, I want an electric Hyundai XL, 100%. Someone can make that. That's what we want. That would definitely fix my happiness. Definitely fix my happiness. Yeah. Well, here's another question for you I was thinking, right? And, and sorry for the, the topic-to-topic jump this, but that, that's what these two chats tend to explore and do. But 
there's there's other EV vehicles out there, and I just don't think they get much attention. Like, look at the motorcycle world. Like, I know we're called the drivers, but pretending we're the riders for a second. The, the, the riders, yeah. The, the, the EV motorcycle thing has been out and, and happening for many, many years, but no one seems to care. Like, there's zero impetus on it. No one seems to be like, hey, these things are actually pretty amazing, which they, they certainly seem to be on paper. And, and from the few video reviews I've seen of them, but meh, no one seems to care. What do you reckon Go is there? Oh, I think e-bikes, e-bikes are going to be a game changer. There, there are certainly, at least in Australia, some um, import issues with them. Um, and the law really hasn't caught up with e-bikes and, and just fully electric motorcycles. Um, but I think they'll be huge. Once people kind of wrap their heads around them a little bit, you just, you just don't see them around. And that's, I think, primarily because of the laws. Um, but I think they're awesome, especially the compounding effort ones where the electric motor is not a motorbike. You still have to pedal, but it just compounds the effort that you put into it. it just makes it easier to get up that hill, you know, by 50%. Yep. I think that'll be huge. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's weird how you don't seem to see like they're, they're obviously around they've been around for years, right? Like, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be anything new when, when the wave hits, but you just don't seem to see anyone raving on about them or, or, or really making much of, a, of of headline news. Everyone's talking about what Elon Musk had for dinner on the factory floor versus how you can actually get yourself an EV vehicle right now. Yeah, I mean, anyone out there, read Electrek, E-L-E-C-T-R-E-K.co. You can read about it all there. And I mean, that's that's a huge part of how I stay in the loop with it. But I would say maybe once a week that you'll see one of their journals writing about a new electric motorbike. Um, or, or you know, an effort compounding EV or, or scooters, man. That's all the thing right now. It's like, oh, yeah, alternate transport. Get around a scooter. You can rent a scooter. I don't know about that one. I think I'll stick to my bike. But, <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I reckon, scooter's not for me. I reckon that would be pretty cool if you got yourself, like, like I said, it, it's that secondary vehicle, right? Like, today, today is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful summer day um, out here in, in Melbourne, and, and it's, but it's freezing being midwinter, but it's a perfect day just to jump on a scooter and hoon down to, you know, uh, a cafe and, and grab a, a, a fricasha and a soy mocha latte, right? Like it's how very Melbourne. Yes. Hashtags are very Melbourne. Exactly. Uh, I assume, yeah. I assume we're going to get some kind of tourism dolls after this particular episode. Um, but look, here's a question. If you could pick any alt vehicle to turn EV, what would you make it? And what would, and, and why? To take a car that's not EV well, no, into EV. No, no, not not a car. Like something alt, like a like a scooter or a or a a, a boat or a the Titanic. What would it be? I would say it'd probably be a boat. Uh, it'd be a yacht, actually. Yacht life, because there's, I mean, yachts already are, funnily enough, very EV. Most most really? uh, big ocean faring yachts have a solar array and a wind turbine. To generate electricity for their internal stuff. I was like, sa- you don't want to have count, man. Sales don't count. <laughs> no, exactly. No, I'm not not like a motorboat, but like a proper yacht. But to have, you know, if I could EVify my yacht further, I would have extremely, extremely lightweight batteries that would make it extremely accessible to charge up in port and then do very, very long distance sailing, um, without the need to run a diesel generator yeah. uh, to microwave something. You know, that's probably where I'd go with it because I don't think there's a whole bunch of innovation there. I, I think the the marine sector it just gets the trickle down effects yep. from everything else. EV, um, that that aside, motorbikes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't have a motorbike license. I'd love to ride uh, one. Dude, you I, need to get one. It's life. Yeah, yeah motorcycles are fantastic. This, 
brand called um, Italian Vault. Um, they they do luxury electric motorcycles. Ooh. We were chatting about this before the show one time, and um, that is a, is an amazing looking bike. Um, looks just looks out of control. Looks like a normal motorbike, which is yeah. good. Electric vehicles shouldn't look like electric vehicles. They should just <laughs> look like vehicles. Yep. Yeah, this motorbike looks amazing. Uh, it's fast, sort of. Um, not as fast as we were chatting a Ducati or something, yeah, but yeah, yeah. still fast enough for me to skin myself on. So, so that's oh, no doubt. the other thing that I would see some more innovation in. No doubt. Most people would kill themselves in a 50cc and that's what makes 50cc so much fun. But yeah, no. So, what about yours? Yeah, what, what would you do? I, I'd probably go like a Sea-Doo, right? Or, or, oh, yeah. or insert uh, like a personal, wave runner sort of thing. personal leisure craft, not, not naming yeah. anyone. Um, but yeah, yeah right. Yeah. All day. I, I think that would be a hoot. Like literally get down, like have it charged. You don't need it for long distances. You just need it for short bursts in the water. Like you're just yeah. going to use it for hopping over some waves and and trying to trying to do some mad skill tricks to to impress the kids yeah. off the beach and and that's kind of it. And then once it's dead, you just roll it back onto the trailer and off you go. Just drag it back home for another fifty years, and you won't have to worry about all those mechanical um, items that, that normally tend to corrode up in, in in the form of a boat. So yeah, I I, yeah. I think I think something watercrafty would be fun. Even though I don't like the idea of mixing electricity with water, I I, I have to really get my True. head around that that's going to be a okay before I'm going to inject my crutch over it. Well, Teslas are meant to float, man. They 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 have their bucket design apparently. So what can't Elon do? I'm sure Elon know. himself can also walk on water. I'm sure that's. I would say deliver five thousand cars, but apparently not. <laughs> no, well, apparently can, we're good. On he that. can make them. No one's ever going to get them or see them, but they're made. <laughs> all right well to end this episode two of the driver's green i've got one killer question for you and and this is dead serious and and so ev it hurts my little brain it's called I, I'm, I'm calling it future wars who nailed it more back to the future two or minority report for what the future is going to be for 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 uh, transport <laughs> Minority report. No, dude, come <laughs> on. We're gonna have flying, dude, flying cars. Flying cars. No. Yeah. Uh, they come in and they like jump out of the big hovercraft thingies. Yeah, that's it. I don't know if you've seen Uber's latest patents, oh, but then no. they've got a flying car hub. You need to go look it up on uh, in Gadget or something. They've already registered the patents for it. Got to get everything off the ground. It's uh, to waste well, I, grounds for humans. I've, I've started. I've started hoarding DeLoreans. And uh, also, yeah. also compost uh, to, <laughs> to, to to fuel my uh, flying space car. But you reckon my report rightly got it? So look, on that, on that crazy note, go and rent yourself. That's what people still do with movies, or perhaps <laughs> legally acquire it on the interwebs, and and watch yourself some minority report to see if Thomas is right in the future. Hey, thank you, man. Really appreciate this version of the Drivers Green. It was good times, and I look forward to the next episode. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Driver's Podcast. If you liked it, hit subscribe and tell a friend or read more online at thedrivers.co.